Tommy Watson and welcome to Resilient Stories podcast where we share the grit and glory behind the stories of amazing people like you who have bounced back from from failure and adversity to go and live their best lives on purpose. Today's show is being sponsored by Million Dollar Business Pathway where we believe everyone has a story to tell and to sell. You want to learn how to tell and sell your story go to tawatson.com under the programs and products page and click on Million Dollar Business Pathway to get yourself started. Are you guys ready for another amazing episode and show today? Joining me, I have the one and only Tatiana Parker. How you doing, Ms. Parker? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Welcome to the show. I, I'm glad to have you on. For our listening audience who don't know you, can you just give them a general interview of, of what your overview of what you're doing and who you are? Well, my name is Tatiana Parker, and I am a civic advocate. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, and um, I'm an overcomer. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm pleased to be here and uh, following my purpose and my faith. So right, awesome. Well, we're we're excited to have you on the show here, Tatiana. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me would be through email, and my email address is Tatiana C Parker at Gmail. Um, that's T is in Tom A, T is in Tom I, A N A, the letter C like in Charlie. Parker at gmail.com. I love it. And she is an overcomer. You hear, put it out there, right there to the world. She's an overcomer. I love it. So Tatiana, you know, the purpose of our show is to really kind of give our listeners a chance to kind of um, meet amazing people like you and walk us through, you know, some of the difficult times you had in your life or a difficult time you had in your life and give our listening audience kind of a blueprint in terms of if, if they're facing something similar or know someone who's facing something similar, how to overcome that obstacle. So I'm going to start with my first question is, What's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome personally or professionally in your life? Um, you know, I think people are multifaceted in different periods of our lives. We have different challenges. Sometimes those challenges um, overlap. Um, so it's difficult to pick just one, but I would have to say overcoming an abusive relationship um, in my late teens, early 20s wow. Wow. Um, was definitely one of the most challenging. Wow, that, that, that's, um, and I appreciate you sharing that again. You know, my mother um, with my father dealt with a lot of uh, domestic violence and um, it, was, it was tough for me as kids, you know, me and my siblings as kids to kind of watch her go through that. And I remember just being ang really angry and, and, and not really uh, uh, trusting or, uh, or loving on my dad because of what he was doing to my, my mother. For those individuals who haven't gone through this personally in terms of being on the other side of the victim, Talk to us about some of the feelings that one goes through when they're when they're subjugated to um, that level of violence from someone who should love you, right? Yeah. So um, when you're a teenager, things are especially uh, nebulous or or you know not linear, um, and we have uh, underdeveloped understandings of what love is. Yes. Um, and I think we also have convoluted understandings of what abuse is. Sure. So uh, when you people hear the word abuse, they think of physical, 
right? Um, they don't take into account the verbal abuse, the name calling, the gaslighting, the belittling. Yeah. Um, the intentional sabotage when you try to um, elevate or you try to do something that would empower yourself. And that's more so um, what I experienced. And I knew that it was wrong. Um, I knew there might've been something wrong there. I couldn't put my finger on it, but because I hadn't built myself up, enough. I constantly felt like if I loved him harder, it wow. would change. If I loved him differently, yes. it would change. I just didn't have the right tactic. You know, if, if you know, we have this whole thing of um, ride or die, right? Okay. Maybe I'm not riding the right way. Yes. <laughs> so, so that kept me there, um, you know, many years thinking that I could fix him, that one day he'll wake up and say, you know, I, I'm going to be the man you need. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's amazing, in particular as a, as a young person, as a teenager, you know, we, we don't have a lot of uh, experiences kind of to, to kind of go off of. And depending on the support systems you have around you, sometimes you go through that stuff by yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. So what were the coping mechanisms that you turned to to kind of help you get through and endure um, that life? Um, let me reflect on that. Um, When, when, when you're in an abusive relationship, okay, usual coping mechanism for people would be to reach out to family, right? To friends and things like that. With abuse, it's textbook for that person to isolate you, mm. okay? So I was, in fact, very incrementally isolated from any of my friends. So I was in the situation with him going on and living. And... Um, my, I would say there was just this thing inside of me that said, this is not all there is. Yes. This is not all this is. You know, this does not feel good to your spirit. You know, this isn't right. Yeah. And I continue to press forward to try to um, elevate myself, whichever way I could. I ended up dropping out of high school, but then um, I got a dose of working two jobs <laughs> without a high school diploma. And I said, let me go back and finish this thing. Uh -huh. And, you know, that built me up a little bit. I had an accomplishment. Uh -huh. And then um, I went to, I started um, uh, my associate's degree. And the ab abuse really flared up then, you know, um, arguing until four in the morning. So I couldn't make it to class or, you know, different tactics. And I ended up failing out. Um, I eventually did go back and I finished and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to that later on in the um, interview, but basically what kept me going was the knowing of whose I was, yeah. who I am, who I am to become and knowing that this really wasn't right. Wow, that, that, that's powerful. And I appreciate you being so transparent and honest about that. You know, as you talk about the, the piece of failing out when you're going for your associate's degree, that had to be a pretty dark moment because again, you, you're now paying for college. You know, you're now, it's not, no one's giving you the chance to go. You, you've worked your way there. Um, during those moments where you had to drop out or, or face those dark days, what kept you, what kept you motivated to keep going? Where, where, because you dropped out, but you came back. Yes. What made you come back? Ooh, um, after I dropped out, um, I was still in the same relationship. Uh -huh. 
and uh, working a job to where I might have made $6,000 for the year. Okay. <laughs> and I always felt like God has more for me. Yes. I am capable of more and I'm worthy of more. So during that time when I was out of school, I said, okay, what can I do right now to improve my marketability and my skills? Yes. And we have um, a learning center called SUNY um, Educational Opportunity Center. And they had a medical billing and coding program. I went there um, I think it might've been six months at night. I was able to still work during the day and I was able to secure that certificate and get a job working for an insurance company, which of course was more money at that time. And once again, that's another step forward that boosted my esteem. Yes. The turning point came, it was a really bad fight. Um, and I was just like, I can't do it, get out. Yes. Okay. And by that time I had enrolled back into the community college. Well, in that five week session, two classes, five weeks, crazy intense. Wow. I got a 3.5. Wow. So, so I said to myself, you couldn't even pull out a C in 15 weeks with him there. With him gone, he pulled out a 3.5 in five weeks. Wow. That was all the affirmation and permission I needed yes. to admit that if I'm going to do anything, I have to choose myself. That's right. And that's what happened. Well, wow, that's, that's very beautiful. Um, as you were going through this situation, did you have any mentors or guides there? At different portions of the journey, yes. So in the beginning portion, when I go, when I went back to, um, no, it was before I actually failed out. Um, I went to class and I was visibly distraught because we had an argument over the phone. He was able to get me flustered over the phone. I went to class and I uh, went to college for my associates in human services. Okay. So I'm sitting in a class full of emotionally intelligent yeah. classmates yeah. and a teacher, right? So they saw I was wrong and the professor, Dr. Ednita Wright at Onondaga Community College, she stopped the class and said, class, Tatiana said she's okay. Does she look okay? And everybody said, no. Wow. They pulled the class into a circle and said, what's wrong? And I told them, it, you know, the situation and she was like, just say everything, call me everything you want to call them. And I go and I'm cussing and I'm saying names and she's writing it on the board just to get the red out. Yes. When we think of mentoring, we tend to think of somebody leading us somewhere, right. but sometimes it's managing us in those spaces, right? So I had a lot of people who were able to manage me, um, whether it was a period where I was emotional, upset or just in a place where they know I'm in this relationship, but they're not going to say anything to push me away, yeah. but just reminding me, you know, that doesn't sound right, but okay. If right. you say it's okay, you know, I had a lot of people stand by me in that regard. Yes. And you know, kudos to that teacher and those classmates for giving you that space to, to really yeah. share and get it out there as well. You know, as you look back on your journey from 
domestic violence to where you are today. How would you say all this stuff shaped you as a person? Mm. It lets me know that I haven't even tapped into half of my strength. Wow. It lets me know because there are people out there experiencing this and other things to where all they can see is the edge of their circumstance. Yes. Even though I could not picture it, even though I couldn't call it out of my mouth where God was going to lead me, I knew it was out of there. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I knew it was out of there. So um, I'm just immensely, immensely grateful. It, it shaped me. It's helped me to learn that love does not hurt in that way. Yeah. It helps me with my daughters um, to get out or to identify some of those things interpersonally that allowed me to be in that space in the first place, right? Because there's two to get into that relationship, right? So I'm able to identify that in my daughters and help them work it out. And um, it makes me an advocate for those who might be suffering and yes. not saying anything. Yes, and, and that's so important to, to take that and, and utilize it with your kids and help others recognize recognize one that they're going through it and it's not okay that you go through it but you can make it out of it as well yeah. you know so as you look at your journey out of um overcoming the domestic violence um circumstance that you face by no means is this question about what could you do to stop the person from committing heinous crimes against you it's more so about the process of coming out as right. you came out of it um would you look back and do anything different Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, okay. So when I met this individual, I was homeless. I was a transient teenager. Okay. So I got with him, uh, got an apartment, made a makeshift home while I'm trying to do all of these things. And when we separated, and I had, you know, completed my associate's degree and I was looking to continue on to my bachelor's, I never considered leaving the area. Okay. Uh, because I had an apartment. Sure. Okay. It never occurred to me that I could have an apartment elsewhere. It's okay to leave. Right. I think um, if I were to do it again, I would explore the possibility of maybe attending school in another place to get, um, exposure to different people and places. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's pretty important as well. The exposure piece is um, critical, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I had another guest on today who was talking about the power of exposure as well. And uh, again, kudos to you for overcoming the, the uh, homelessness as well and uh, going to get the degree. And, and now you're working on a, a doctorate as well. So I'm, I'm very, very happy and proud of you, man. That's, that's huge. You. That's huge. So Tatiana, we're coming off a year where we have a lot of folks out there listening who have come off a year of... Um, losing possessions, losing um, finances, losing loved ones, losing confidence. What advice can you give those folks to hang in there and that a better day is gonna come? Whether your listeners are religious or not, I am big on faith. Yes. Trust in the things that have yet to manifest, yes. okay? And faith, I believe, is connected 
to purpose. It is the passion. It is your gifts. It is what makes you you and what you offer the universe, okay? What you offer the world. Um, Any situation can be turned around for your good. It all leverage, it, it hangs on how you view that circumstance. Yes. Okay. I could have very easily said, you know, men aren't anything, you know, I was so good. How could you? And been bitter. Instead, I looked at that situation and I said, hmm, I could have done this. I could have done that. Was he a crappy person? Yeah. yeah. But I had a role to play and I learned from that. Right. And I was able to keep my heart soft. So when God introduced me to my husband, I was able to receive that love. So basically what I'm saying is whatever you're going through, try to view it through the lens of learning and then put your faith in the unseen that there's going to be room made for you through your gifts, your faith and your purpose. Yes. Yes. That, that, that is very well said. Folks out there, that's probably some of the best advice you can probably come across. It really manifesting and, and really manifesting is really bringing those things that are unseen into the scene, you know, and that faith piece is what brings us there as well. So very well said. And I appreciate you doing that and saying that to our audience out there as well. Folks, if you're not inspired after hearing Tatiana's story, man, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with you, though. But again, if you're looking for someone, I'm sure you do some speaking out there as well, though, right? Yes. You got to tap into her as a speaker. And if people are looking to tap into you as a speaker, that book is coming here soon. <laughs> What's yeah. the best way to get a hold of you again if they're looking to tap into you as a speaker? Sure. That's my email address. Parker at gmail.com. And I do a lot of, you know, mentoring. I do a lot of speaking on professional identity, personal identity, civic engagement, you know, just preparing people for purpose. That's really a lot of what I do. And that's so huge. And and so many folks out there, I'm sure can benefit from that as well. So Tatiana, we we talked a lot about some of the tough stuff. You ready to have some fun now? Yes, sir. All right. So this this portion of our um, uh, interview is called the rapid purpose, um, the rapid fire purpose questions. Well, I'm going to shoot a bunch of questions at you around purpose. And I want you to give me, me and your, the audience your best answer. I'm not going to elaborate on any of the questions. Okay. Questions. We want to hear your best response. All right. All right. Let me see what I got. Let's go. Get some water. Get some water. There you go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. First question is, tell us how you have turned a dream into reality. Applying for this EDD and getting accepted was turning a dream into reality. Wow, I love it. What gives your life meaning? My family. If money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your time? What I'm doing right now. Yes. What word best describes you? Authentic. Okay. What problem do you want to solve in our world? People being connected to the systems and political structures. Hmm. Okay, that's a good one, yeah. What was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Um, oh my gosh, not that old. Play outside. Play outside. Was there anything in particular you did outside that you enjoyed doing as a kid? 
Chinese jump rope. Jump rope? Chinese jump rope. Yes. Chinese jump rope. Okay. Is that yes. like double is that like double dutch? No, I can't double dutch. Don't take my card from me. I can't double dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. What do you wish you had more time to do? Travel. Travel. Travel, okay. What does your 15-year-old self imagine you'd be doing right now? Being a scientist. Okay. Yeah. Who inspires you the most? My mother. Okay. What's something about yourself we might be surprised to learn about you? I make jewelry. Okay, good. What's on your bucket list to do within the next year? Go to Jamaica. Okay. Good, good place, yes. <laughs> What's something you'll spend time doing no matter what? Reading and researching. You're going to be a great EDU student. I'm sure oh, you're no. very proud of you. Yes. <laughs> what would you like your, your grandchildren to say about you? That I was kind and I was helpful. Yes. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Ooh, to teleport. Teleport. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. If I were to walk around your home, Right now, what clues would reveal to me about what it is that you love? Oh my goodness. It would be my extensive jewelry collection, costume jewelry, and uh, my never ending collection of candles. Okay, good. What do you love to learn about? Is everything an acceptable answer? <laughs> I research everything. Just ask my husband. I'm always looking stuff up. Hey, that's good. I like that. Lifelong learner. Yes. What sparks your creativity? Seeing beautiful things. Okay. Awesome. If you became president today, what law would you pass first? Well, see, that'd be the legislature that does the laws. But okay, just, just say, <laughs> okay. if I was going to be president, what executive order would I do? Ooh. That's a question. I would, um, oh, student loans. I like I get that. Rid of student loans. Yes. So you you have a lot of fans out there. Love it. We're all in the same boat. Yes. <laughs> if you could follow someone around for a day, who would it be and why? Stacey Abrams. Hmm. Hmm. Um, because she is just. Black girl magic walking, you know, yeah. being able to pull together uh, people from different backgrounds and ages and races to turn Georgia blue. That's right. I need to meet her. Pretty remarkable, absolutely. So if you're listening, yeah. Ms. Abrams out there, look us up, all right? What do you love to do for others? I like to hold a mirror up for them, if that makes sense. I like to show them themselves. I love it. What's been the best gift you've ever been given? For graduation from my master's degree, um, the mother of one of my daughter's oldest friends hmm. paid for my lodging in Jamaica. Really? Yeah. Wow. I spent a week in Jamaica in 2019. Wow. That's a best gift. Yes. What's been the best compliment you've ever received? 
that I have a gift. Yes, that's good. What's one thing you have never been afraid to do? Challenge people. What moment from your childhood are you most proud of? There was um, a child that was being picked on, Hmm. um, you know, in elementary school. And I used to always stand up for him uh, so much so that when I saw his mother as an adult, she pulled me aside and said he used to come home telling his mother how I used to stand up and she thanked me. Wow. Kudos to you. That's that's awesome. I love it. I love it. What does success look like for you? For me. Because success is subjective. Success means that I'm happy, that I'm loved, I'm able to give love, and I'm um, able to help people navigate life for themselves. Yes. For the people who know you best, what would they say your purpose is in life? To help others. Good. What are you most grateful for? Oh, life. Yes. What's been the biggest lesson you have learned in life? That you don't know as much as you think you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reminder we all need to hear from time to time. I love it. (laughs) And last but not least, Tatiana, how do you want to be remembered in history? Impactful. Oh, I love it. Give yourself a round of applause. You survived, Tatiana Parker. Awesome job. Awesome job. Great job. Thank you. Folks out there, you got to be inspired by Tatiana, her story, her her resiliency, her perseverance, her love and care as well. Um, If you're looking for a speaker, you got to look her up again. One more time, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best place to go to? Uh, You can get in contact with me by email. And that's Tatiana C. Parker at Gmail. That's T-A-T-I-A-N-A. The letter C is in Charlie Parker dot, um, at gmail.com. That is awesome. So Tatiana, you know, the, the, the focus of our show is on two things, on purpose and mm-hmm. resiliency. What last words can you give our audience around purpose and resiliency? Your purpose may arrive to you as loud as a roar, but as quiet as a whisper. It is your job to center yourself and to feel that pulling that there's something you are called to do and go forth. It may not look the way you want it to, but all experiences that you um, go through, whether good, bad, or indifferent, are going to come to an apex. As long as you're resilient, keep your head down and keep moving and keep learning to where you really self-actualize that purpose. And you're going to pause and look around and say, wow, I couldn't even plan that any better myself. That's right. So stay the course. That's right. Awesome job. Thank you, Tatiana. Awesome job. Folks out there, hopefully you've been inspired by this podcast interview with Tatiana today. Um, again, if you're someone out there, you're an overcomer, um, you have an amazing story. We want to hear from you. Please go to tawatson.com, submit your story, subscribe to our podcast, Resilient Stories, download this episode, rate it, share with your folks on social media. And for everyone out there today, thank you for joining in. Tatiana, thank you again very much. I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing your story with us as well. Everyone else out there, God bless you. Peace. Yours truly, Dr. Watson. Bye.